Every gamer has that one game they want all of their friends to play. Maybe it's old. Maybe it's new. Maybe it's obscure. Or maybe it's the game that everyone is playing. Whatever it is, it's that one game you love to talk about. Join us as we ask each other to try this game. Hey, Farron. We've talked about some very high-minded games in the past. We've talked about the Civilization series. We've talked about uh, Sins of a Solar Empire. We've talked about even as recent as the Total War series. How about we go as lowbrow as we can and beat some people to death with a giant dildo? Sounds like fun. Heck yeah, let's get into Saints (laughs) Row the Third. So this game was published by THX or uh, THQ, sorry, THQ. TH, THX is the wrong company. No. <laughs> Developed by Volition Software, and this is available on Windows, Linux, the PlayStation 3, 4, and 5, the Xbox 361 and XS, the Switch, the Stadia, and now streaming on Amazon Luna. <laughs> this game was originally released in November of 2011. It was remastered over the course of 2020 and 2021 for more modern gen consoles, and goodness gracious this game <laughs> is just just a treat to play so it if is. you're if you're not familiar with the saints row franchise saints row started off as uh, a knockoff of grand theft auto it took itself relatively seriously you know, it was a street thug coming up joining a gang and the gang gains control of a city in the second one they got a little bit more a little bit more silly with it i didn't actually play the second but i can distinctly remember a scene from that game where you come flying through a plate glass window on a motorcycle holding two giant swords and you cut people's heads off as you land in the scene uh and saints row the third just took that and then cranked it up to 11 with the silliness where at this point this gang that you have brought from nothing has become a media conglomerate you are selling energy drinks in japan and people just uh just don't stop you normally when you go and rob them they're happy to in be the robbed by you're in the white house <laughs> you're in the white house and you get superpowers in the fourth yeah, one yeah 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 that's, uh, so that's... <laughs> yeah so let's talk about it tell me about your initial experiences with uh grand theft auto or sorry saints row the third yeah. well it's funny because that's why i want it that's why i bought saints row third when it came out grand theft auto doesn't interest me i'm not interested in being a thug but this is so goofy it's this open <laughs> world do what you want and do it stupidly the opening mission that still sticks out on my mind after all these years which is a bank robbery where everyone's willing you're wearing masks sort of like in point break but they're all like these big heads like bobbleheads, yeah. and it's hilarious. The game is goofy as hell. You know, everything's purple because that's the gang colors, purple mm-hmm. and spark. Well, purple and sparkles. Sure. There's one point in the game where I had to steal a tank, and they <laughs> encourage you to do this in the stupidest way possible. And because it's you know it's an open world, it's emergent gameplay. I think I drove over the wall of the the military base and bailed out of the vehicles and just crazy shit. This game is Grand Theft Auto but with a sense of humor and yeah. it's it's good. The shooting is solid. The movement I mean for for its era. Sure. Uh, the movement is solid. You know, this is the sort of game that yes there you know there's Grand Theft Auto 5. I'm sure that's a much more impressive game. But I tell you what, if you're not into the hardcore criminal bullshit of the Grand Theft Auto series, you just want some goofy fun like beating people with large dildos. 
but that's i mean you know that's the one they show in all the trailers and all the videos because it's the most yeah. outrageous most of it isn't quite that silly but Not quite, if you want to just do but... goofy stuff like if you want to have fun this is a better option than Grand Theft Auto, I think. Ab absolutely. It's got a sense of self-awareness. It talks oh, yeah. about stupid tropes in in the uh, in the game's industry itself. Like, for example, it's not the first mission. It's the second mission. You find yourself on a, a cargo plane being ferried across the sky. And for assorted reasons, the you have to dive out of the plane. And uh, there's a bunch of cargo falling out of it. And as you're free-falling through the sky, your character goes damn, there was a lot of stuff on this plane as you're just falling past cars and boxes and just non-stop stuff. I, I didn't get that far, <laughs> but I remember that. I actually couldn't play this time around. I, I, I've upgraded to Windows 11 and it kind of choked on the game. Oh, oh really? Well, but I still remember this game. I remember everything about all the stuff I played. Uh, and I remember that like, coming down. Yeah. Not, You know, it, it's like, wow, how much was in that? How much was in that plane? <laughs> um, and of course, it's got the clown car thing going. So it's way yeah. more than the plane could possibly hold. But yeah, it's uh, it's just cool. It's, yeah, I'm not even sure how much the game it costs you these days, but probably not much. I I would be surprised if you paid more than ten bucks for it. Actually, maybe I'm maybe look. a bit more with the remaster. I'm gonna um, go. go all right, Steam. you you but, look all vamp. Yeah. So it's it's just this really delightful game where it doesn't take itself seriously. There's been this running running gag in the game. I think since the second iteration. Ten, uh, it's eleven bucks Canadian, or for the remastered, forty six bucks. But wait for the next sale, and it'll probably be 30. Yeah, I, I would Whatever. say wait for that on sale and grab the remaster. Yeah. Um, but like it's even down to the point where you every time the game starts, so the first, the second, the third, it comes up with an excuse for why your character needs to be redesigned. In the second yeah. one, you get into a very bad accident and you have to get plastic surgery. Yeah. In the third one, it's because you're wearing a mask for the entire time before you, you get introduced to the character creator. But what I love that is this nice little just little bit of comedy for the entire rest of it is you can get this comedy cockney british accent as one of the voice actors and it's it's so over the top and like walmart brand jason statham and just just delightful and i love it so much this this game does not take itself seriously and no. yet the gameplay is very solid it is the driving's okay but the shooting is good the AI is okay. It's very well made. I was quite impressed because this is not a triple A game. It's a yeah. double A game. Yeah. This was always the poor man's GTA, but it's very, very good. It absolutely is. Yeah, yeah. the driving is very arcadey. There's not like there's not really physics to it, but you you don't really care because it's not all that long before you've got a hover bike that you fly around the city on with a machine gun on the front of it like of course, yeah. there's there's only so much that you have to care about that and i think yeah it's it takes all the tropes that you would find at the end of things like hot fuzz and action movies that are just over the top mm -hmm. constant explosions the beginning of the predator movie you know like all of that and it's just that all the time and yeah. it never lets up it, because no, it, it doesn't take itself, itself seriously. Yeah. yeah, there's there's no like deep moral dilemmas that the characters go no. through. There's there's not really character development. I think a couple of people die from the main cast, but they come back in the next game. Like it's just it's silly. It's, it's funny. Video, yeah. yeah, it's a video game that knows it's a video game, but mm -hmm. not in a stupid way. It's a well made game. It's a well thought out game. It just happens to be goofy as hell. Yeah. Um, 
and yeah, I love it. I uh, I get a kick out of it. At some point, I keep thinking to myself, I really need to get back into this and play it all the way through. And once I sort out my computer problems, this is, <laughs> you know, this is probably one I'm going to dig back into and play through it. Yeah, um, I think that's uh, absolutely worth it. I like the open world nature of it, but you've always got something to do. It never lets you just wander and go, ah, you figure out what's next. Uh, they've always got something for you to do. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, I mean, with that, uh, you're you're going to come back to it at some point. I some haven't point, uninstalled yeah. it yet, so I, <laughs> I think that I'm just going to keep going around and blowing things up for absolutely no reason whatsoever. Yeah. Uh, all right, so there it is. There it is. Adam, I would like you, please, to climb to the top of a church, balance off the cross at the top of the steeple, and dive off into a bale of hay. Oh, okay, that's fine then. Yeah, yeah, cool. Sure, yeah, let's go. And you'll never ever miss the bale of hay. I promise. Well, that's just the way physics works. Oh yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Funnily enough, we're we're talking about Assassin's Creed. There's a point in The Witcher 2 where you go behind yes. a tall building and you find a bale of hay and beside it, a corpse in a white cloak. It's a late, which, you know, was a shot. At, that. Yeah, that's a shot of the Assassin's Creed. So yeah. we are talking about Assassin's Creed. I mean, I've been talking about it throughout this entire series. The very first Assassin's Creed came out in, in, in late 2007 and they're still pumping them out. Yeah. And it came out initially for the PC, PlayStation 3, Xbox 360. And as, you know, the generations of those have come out, you know, the the uh, the games have always been on those platforms. So I'm not going to list every platform for every game. When it comes down to it, PS something, Xbox something, and PC. That's what you got. These games are more or less all the same. It just comes down to the era. And I mean, they keep improving upon them, but it's all the same idea that there's sort of two stories going here. So it, the, the first one, Assassin's Creed, which are AC1, you start off playing this guy named Desmond Miles, who was this bartender in 2011, who's scooped up by the security forces for a private corporation called Abstergo. And they tie you into this crazy ass dentist chair called the Animus and force you to relive the uh, genetic memories of your ancestors because your genetics carries the memories of their lives. Now, I feel in an era where people are taking veterinary medicine and drinking bleach, it is incumbent upon me to tell you that genetics doesn't work that way. Normally, I wouldn't say that, but there are people drinking fucking bleach. So I feel the need to point out that your ancestors' memories are no, they're not in your genetics. But in this game, they are. Moving on. So you get to relive the life of one of Desmond's ancestors from the 1100s named Altair ibn al-Khalad, who is a member of the Guild of Assassins or the Assassin's Brotherhood, which is not real. And they are at war with the Knights Templar. Of course, we're real. And the idea is that the Abstergo Corporation, we learn, is the latest name for the Knights Templar. In reality, they were actually wiped out in the 1400s. But anyway, the whole idea, the sort of framing story, or, or as you modern kids call it, the meta, is this ongoing endless war between the assassins and the Templars over control of technology from a group of 
sort of humans called the precursor race who were here before humans and they designed humans and it takes every kooky quack theory from the real world up to and including the 2012 nothingness and throws <laughs> it all in there like it's batshit crazy chariots of the gods ancient aliens but not aliens it's all in there and it's goofy but they've realized ubisoft has realized over the well the decades now that in fact no one cares about the framing story so every uh every game has less and less of it to the point where it's a couple cutscenes and you could like sleep through them it, they don't matter at all but i love these games because they tell interesting historical stories and you know for a lot of them like there's you know there's one that takes place during uh the cusp of the third crusade in uh, jerusalem and damascus that's with altair and then Assassin's Creed 2 introduces you to one of his descendants, Ezio Adatore de Firenze, who is from, I know this will shock you, from Italy, and it follows him through Assassin's Creed 2, Assassin's Creed Brotherhood, Assassin's Creed Revelations, over like 40 years in and around the 15, 14 and 1500s, and that's a different story. And then there's one in the American Revolution, and then there's one in the Golden Age of Piracy, and they've done, uh, one of my favorites was uh, Syndicate, which took place in Victorian London. Uh, my absolute favorite, which I've talked about many times, is Assassin's Creed Origins, which takes place in Ptolemaic Egypt. So in and around Egypt, about 44 BC. It actually the game, the game actually ends with the assassination of Julius Caesar. That game starts sort of a new way of doing Assassin's Creed. It's very RPG-like. There's a tech tree. There's XP. There's you know there's player levels, and these games are magnificent. So which is the one that you play that you that you would think you like the most? That one's tough. Um, if you, okay, if you had to recommend someone who really wanted to get into this series, which one would you point to? I mean, at this point, just, you know, jump into Origins. It's okay. it's a rebirth of the series. Uh, it mechanically tells, speaking, yeah. yeah. Yeah, mechanically speaking. It tells a fantastic story. Oh, it yeah. is beautiful. It's a lot of fun. But for me, like, it's I've got a weird relationship with assassin's creed so i played assassin's creed one two brotherhood revelations three and black flag and then i got outpaced by the console generation because at the time i was just a console gamer i didn't have a pc so i wanted missing uh syndicates and all a uh, unity and all these other ones that came out on next gen consoles next gen at the time now yeah. last gen anyways yeah. um so I had this long break where from Black Flag until Origins, I didn't play any Assassin's Creed. And then I jumped into Origins. And the first time I jumped into Origins, I bounced off of it because, really? yeah, well, I think it's probably because I was playing it with a mouse and keyboard and I, oh. I it was it a was terrible control scheme and I didn't enjoy it. So then eventually I, I, went, I came back and I was playing it on controller and I probably pumped a solid 20, 30 hours into the game. And then just for whatever reason, I didn't stick to it. Um, and I've tried that a couple of times, and I think I'm at the point now where I have just tried to play Origins too many times. Yeah, move on. Yeah, uh, so I did. So I have Odyssey now, oh, and I good. jumped into Odyssey. And I gave myself the, the levity to not want this to be the Assassin's Creed games that I started playing back in the day. Yeah. Like, it is very much a different style of game now. It's very role-playing-ish, yeah. Yeah. And I think that that was part of the reason why I initially had bounced off Origins is I wanted it to be an older style of Assassin's Creed game, and it's just not. So I sat down with uh, with Odyssey over the past couple of days here, and I think I put like four hours into it, and I let it breathe, and I let it be the game that it wants to be and not yeah. what I wanted it to be from the older Assassin's Creed games, and it's fantastic. 
yeah, you know, even if you go back to an earlier one like Syndicate, which is the last of these sort of old style games, that mm -hmm. game is magnificent. Mm -hmm. uh, wandering around London. You know, it's funny, I, like you, have a weird relationship with Assassin's Creed, which is that I bought the first one for the PC, and I tried it with a mouse and keyboard and hated it. Yeah. Uh, for the record, let me be clear, you must play this with a controller. Do yes, not absolutely. use a Do not. You know, I, I sort of gave up on it. And so AC2 came out, and I didn't care. And they announced Brotherhood, and I didn't care. And then they announced the multiplayer. Yes. Which yes. is like the ultimate game of Wink Murder, which is, you know, an elementary <laughs> school game. It's a very cool idea. And I thought, I, I'm in on this. So I went back and bought Assassin's Creed 2, and I loved it. And I loved the story. But then Assassin's Creed Brotherhood came out. I played just the multiplayer. And then uh, <laughs> and then I went to Revelations, and the same thing. I played only the multiplayer. But then I went back and I played the story for Brotherhood. And I really got into it. And then I played the story for Revelations. And those three, Assassin's Creed 2, AC Brotherhood, and AC Revelations, it's called the Ezio Trilogy. They actually remastered it mm -hmm. for current gen. And, and it's actually an excellent place to start. Uh, the only one I don't recommend, frankly, is Assassin's Creed 3. But by the time I had finished Revelations, I was hooked on the story and hooked on the games. And to give you an idea, last year when they announced Assassin's Creed Valhalla, which is Vikings in pre-Norman England, um, I bought it. I bought the like the super duper version for like 120 bucks. I can't even play it. And I kind of knew that would be the case uh, when I bought it, but I don't care. Have That's I fair. played it? I played an hour of it. It does not play well because I don't have the video <laughs> RAM. So I've given up, but that game will get played when I replace my laptop next year. I know it will be. Um, yeah. So I have no problem paying for this game other than I gave them 120 bucks right off the bat. Um, <laughs> You know, these games are magnificent, and I would say that if any of these these areas interest you, go there. But here's the thing. We actually haven't talked about what the game is, uh, which yeah. is that it's a third-person action game where you're either killing everything in sight or being super stealthy. It's a stabbing simulator, essentially. It's third-person. It's gorgeous. There's always sort of extra stuff you do. There's always something to look for. In, the, yeah. in Assassin's Creed 2, it was feathers, and it's always something. But there's neat things like in Assassin's Creed 4, Black Flag, which is the pirate one, they added full-blown ship-to-ship combat, which they'd, they'd actually tested in Assassin's Creed 3. Yes. Um, uh, and then I knew they were going to include, in uh, Odyssey, I knew they were going to include trireme combat, because they threw a little bit of that in Origins, even though it didn't belong there, and went... Uh, the next game's either going to be Rome or Greece because this is what we're doing. Uh, I've gotten used to how they test new systems in this game. You're put in a city or in a, you know, oh Jesus, with Origins, it's Egypt. And yeah. with Greece, it's Greece, all like all of Greece and the Aegean and the whole nine yards. And you'll go into a zone and your map will be just covered in objectives. And you always start by going to a, what's called a synchronization point. You'll climb to the top of it and then your map gets revealed and it'll show you what you need to do. And you'll do stuff there. You'll sort of conquer that region, which is not nearly the end of your adventure in that region. It just opens up a whole new layer of stuff. So in Assassin's Creed Brotherhood, it was in Rome in 1503. And as you, once you quote unquote conquered an area, essentially dislodged the Templars who were there, you could then buy various types of shops who would make money for you. I think it was every 30 minutes of gameplay, so it's a good way to make money. But then you could also buy stuff to change how you looked and buy better armor and better weapons. 
Um, so there's sort of an economy, it's always broken, but whatever. You know, in Syndicate, it, it was, you had to, you know, there was the main story, but there's also a whole of a gang thing going on, gang warfare. These games are all magnificent. They all tell great stories. They're all exceptionally well voice acted. One thing that they're very careful about, because of course Ubisoft is an international company, is that they hire actors who have the right accent. Yeah. And the only time they fucked that up was Assassin's Creed Unity, which takes place in Paris during the revolution. And in English, all the actors have British accents. It is, <laughs> oh my God, it's so distracting. So I wound up playing the game in French with English subtitles. Okay. It's just really funny. So, you know, with the exception of that game, which again, I had to listen to it play in French and with English subtitles, because unfortunately I don't speak French, but all the others have the right accents. And that's a big deal. It's one of those things that you can tell that Ubisoft over the years has taken a lot of care with this game oh, series. Yeah. It, I mean, at, at this flagship? point, it, yeah, their it's, it's their game. flagship game. It's it's their bread and butter. Don't get me wrong. They still put out, you know, fantastic other pieces of video game content. But, but is their game, yeah. yeah. And there was a point in time where it was like every year there was a new AC coming yeah. out. And that but, became a problem. Yeah. And they've slowed that down since it's, you know, they put out Valhalla. Yeah. What Last was it? Year. A year and a half now? Oh. So they put that out. They put out some DLC packs for it. And it's probably going to be, you know, a year before the next one comes out now. And yeah, that's fine. Yeah. yeah. And I'm I'm much more okay with that. I would way rather see developers take their time and flesh out one piece of content and then two years, three years down the road, give me something new. Well, that was why Unity was a disaster. They rushed it. And mm -hmm. also they had a second game for people who didn't have PlayStation 4s. Yes. Uh, they had, it was called um, Assassin's was Creed Rogue. Yeah, played, yeah, yeah. Played a uh, a Templar, and it took place during the French and Indian War, and it was desperately lazy, like sailing out of New York Harbor and seeing off to the east a mountain range. <laughs> I was not aware there was a mountain range reaching out of the Atlantic. Or you'd go far north and you'd see penguins. There are no penguins in the northern hemisphere. But it was like so, yeah. But here's the neat thing: for Assassin's Creed Origins, they added this amazing thing you can buy on mm. its own called the Discovery Tour. Now this is a these are mature games. There's their blood and guts and all that. But the, what the Discovery Tour is is the game without any of the combat. So you can wander around anywhere in the game, Alexandria and all these different places. You can see the Great Pyramid and all these things. But it actually gives you tours, written and in some cases narrated by actual Egyptologists, actual archaeologists. So if you want to learn about the mummification process, you go to a temple in Alexandria which was the capital, named after Alexander the Great, but whatever. Um, and you see the mummification process going on, and you go from station to station, and they tell you about it. And you go to the market, and you can learn about clay, how the, the Egyptians did pottery, and the introduction of the Roman pottery into the era. And you can go learn about textiles. You like, Especially in days where a lot of parents are still keeping their kids home, if you have a PlayStation four or five, an Xbox One or 2D, 3D, whatever the frick it's called, or a decent PC, go buy the Assassin's Creed Origin Discovery Tour. And I think there's one for Odyssey as well, which is, there is ancient yeah. Greece. And it's, it's an educational tour specifically designed for kids because for a decade, teachers have been asking Ubisoft, can you make a version of this where there's no combat so I can like bring it into class? And they did it and it, it's magnificent. I don't know if there's one for Valhalla. I don't think so. 
I think that they've announced that it's happening, but I don't know if it's come out yet. Yeah, I haven't really been following because I can't play the game. Fair. Um, I'm gonna tr- I'm gonna try again. They've they've uh, optimized to the point I may be able to play it. But okay, uh, you know, if you have a kid who's you know eight or nine and they're interested in ancient Egypt or ancient Greece, you could go buy the game or you could just buy the Discovery Tour. They usually sell that for about twenty bucks. If you're a teacher and you are listening to this and you want to show them what Athens was like. If you want to show them Athens alive or Spartan alive with people, or you want to show them ancient, you know, you want to show them the pyramids at Giza or whatever, go and and get this game and bring your PlayStation whatever in or find one of the kids who will loan you his whatever and just do this. It's amazing. So are you, do you think you'll ever pick up Valhalla just to sort of wrap things up? Do you think you'll ever go for that? I was thinking about this and my the decision that I've made on it is I'm going to keep playing through Odyssey. Mm-hmm. And if I don't fall off of Odyssey yeah. and if I continue to enjoy the gameplay, then I'm going to go and pick up Valhalla because yeah. I mean, come on, who doesn't want to be a Viking assassin? Yeah. Um yeah. So that's that's going to be my next step with this. We'll see. It'll probably Odyssey's take a couple huge. of months. It's it's Odyssey's a massive huge. game. 150 hours you could pour into it and not do everything. Yeah. So, so we'll yeah. see if I if I get through the game and I'm still enjoying myself and I'm not, you know, pining for the game to be something that it's not. Then yeah, I'll absolutely go and pick up Valhalla. Very cool. Um, and it goes without saying that I will play these games until I die. I mean, it's a miracle <laughs> I don't. It's a miracle I don't have an Assassin's Creed tattoo. Okay, that's true. Uh, you know, like that's how into these games I am. You know, so there it is. There it is. <laughs>